Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. So I was in Walmart the other day. I was getting a, a foot-long sub sandwich in there. You know, you get Walmart, and they have like like six dollars foot-long sub sandwiches, cold sub sandwiches. You know, this what I'm is not about? at the Subway. Yeah, in Walmart. Saying, no, 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 not at Subway. He's in Walmart. <laughs> I realize those are two different entities, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they often have Subways in Walmart. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I realize those are two different okay, entities. Okay. There's like a sandwich section. They have different sandwiches, kind of wrapped up and boxed. Well, they have subs, and they're like five, six dollars. Well, I, multiple times a week, that's what I'll do for lunch. I'll just go grab a sub, and uh, I did. I did it. I did the same thing this past Monday or Tuesday. And, you know, I'm an athletic guy. So what I do when I pick up the sub, I'm flipping it. You know, I'm flipping the sub. I'm turning it around while I'm waiting in line. You know, I'm just having a good time trying to show off to the other patrons mm-hmm. at Walmart. Well, you know, I'm not perfect. And I dropped the sub. The issue was when I dropped it, it fell into the basket of one of those scooters. <laughs> it was an old it was an old black lady. And she was in the middle of checking out. And it fell into her basket on the front of her scooter. Mm-hmm. And I was faced with a dilemma. <laughs> do I leave it? <laughs> Or do I start rummaging around this poor lady's basket (laughs) while everybody looks at me (laughs) grabbing things from this lady's basket? She doesn't know. She's kind of facing the other way. I left it. I, that's that's what I eventually decided on. Was I just she's gonna she's gonna be like, where did this sandwich come from? I would have loved to have been the guy watching you do that and watching the wheels turn in your head. (laughs) It was. It was like a deer just pouring out of your ears. It was a deer in the headlight situation where I. I flipped it. It bounced off my hand weird because I didn't catch it. And it just fell perfectly right in this. And I, I just had to sit there and look at it. The cogs were moving. I didn't know what to do. And <laughs> like looking around to see if I saw Yeah, you. I was just, I looked, because I, I was like, I, I, I could grab it. You know, there's that split second. But then I was like, she's going to turn around and think I'm just stealing her, her 12 packs of Cokes and all her beanie weenies and stuff. So I just, I left it there and I went back and grabbed another one. <laughs> and that's the one I bought. So who knows if she checked out with it or not. (laughs) Should you, and this is just off the cuff here, should you stop treating your sandwiches like a tech deck skateboard? (laughs) I think there's more to life than that, Alan. Mm -hmm. I think you just need to capture the happy little moment. Okay, okay. And me flipping a sub around, you know, pleasing the audience. Sure, sure. (laughs) I I consider everybody in Walmart an audience. I hope she enjoyed it. I hope she, like, got home and was looking through her sacks. And she's like, did I black out for a second? Like, where did I grab this from? This is also a great time to mention that uh, we support ADHD awareness. <laughs> if, if you need you, a fidget spinner. Yes. <laughs> if you need a poppet, please. Uh, we also support flipping sandwiches. Like, it's very, it's very fun. They're compact. They're wrapped well. Very aerodynamic. It's not a QD statement. Yeah, that's not. That the, that's the, a Zach statement. <laughs> the whole table doesn't quite agree with the flipping of the sandwiches. And I think we could start a game where you go to Walmart and buy a sandwich, and you just start tossing sandwiches into people's baskets as if it's a basketball game. You just find an old lady's. Or it's just, just a bunch of trick shots. Yeah, you know, just You trick just do shots. fun things with sandwiches. You, <laughs> you bounce it off a wall and see if you can land it in some old lady's bat buggy as she walks by. As long as someone's paying for it at the end of the day. You know? I don't care if they pay for it. I don't know. I don't care if she pay for it or not. But. Put your arms inside your sleeves and have just two sandwiches sticking yeah. out. <laughs> I honestly, whenever you were first talking about, I thought you were in the checkout line when this happened. She already put all her stuff out there and she checked out. 
and then she was going to roll <laughs> out the door with it. Which would have been funny. And then not. you would have been like, that lady's stealing sandwiches. I, got it. I turned her in. Yeah. She's like, I didn't even buy a sandwich. And they look through her bag and they pull out a sandwich and she's like, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. He's actually framing women out here. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah that was my week. I, I lost the sandwich. Did I think about it often. But you, you also got one. a replacement moments I did get, later. But, I mean, it's kind of, you know, sure. You'd already bonded with that sandwich. Sure, but yeah. like, you, I emotionally connected to the original sandwich. You know, there are people out there that date and break up and they get married and they always look back on that first one and go, that was the, I, I dropped the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one and, that got away. The one that got away. Mm-hmm. And that was the sandwich for her. Yeah. It was the one yeah. that got away. It just didn't flip the same. <laughs> <laughs> Was it an identical sandwich to the first Yeah, time? it was just a roast beef and cheddar cheese footlong sandwich. So you've got a type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're a dime a dozen. But yeah, I, I emotionally connected with it. And, you know, I did the whole, like, dramatic thing where I put my hand on the window as it leaves with that lady. I think if you would quit drawing faces on your sandwiches, you yeah. would name connect them. I emotionally should, I just, less with them. I should stop naming them, right? Don't name yeah. them. Don't, don't get attached. Just don't no. buy googly eyes and glue them on there. <laughs> There's always more six inch subs in the refrigerator. I go twelve. Right. I go twelve inch. I'm a man. I'll bet you do. <laughs> I bet you. Yeah. That was that was that was my situation. We had uh, another birthday this week. That we did. Who? Well, mine was a month ago. That was an owl. <laughs> <laughs> this was a couple weeks ago. That leaves one person. <laughs> and what'd you do for your birthday? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was my birthday this past week. You're right. I'd- I'm glad you asked. I'm glad this came up because I love talking about myself and my birthday. It's only fair. Yeah. Uh, so what I did was I needed some a little excitement. You know, birthday should be celebrated. What I did was I strapped myself to the grill of a semi truck mm-hmm. and I just kind of rode it around. Like it's like a, I found a giant baby carrier that you see moms carry their babies on their chest. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a you know pink color has like a little cartoon elephant. Well, I stra- I strapped myself into an adult version of that. It's like Stuck myself on the grill of an 18-wheeler and just hauled around the United States with a burly man with a beard. You couldn't just sat in the cab? Nah. <laughs> he was like, there's no room? No, you don't experience the road when you're sitting in the cab. You're experiencing the guy that smells like beef and cheddar cheese. He smells like my foot-long yeah. sandwiches I get from Walmart. <laughs> I don't want to smell that. I want to take a bug to the face. So are your feet dangling like a little kid, or are you like your feet are on the I ground? I stir like scraping. a horse. I was wondering if you tried to keep up and run. <laughs> like you were powering that thing. Yeah. Like a Flintstone. Yeah, it's like a Flintstone thing. The front of my shoes are worn out. Okay, so you had stirrups. Okay, that's Yeah, cool. I had stirrups. That keeps my feet up. Keeps it, uh, lets me be able to relax and enjoy the moment. I have Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts uh, playing in my ear the whole time. So it's a 12-hour trip. How many times can Rascal Flatts Life is a Highway be played in 12 hours? A lot. It's a lot. Legally, lie. I don't think it should be. <laughs> <laughs> For one sanity, there is a limit. But yeah. 160. So I 160 times? <laughs> you could listen so to it 160 So on the 12-hour wow. trip that we took across, me and me and uh, old Cornwallis, the truck driver, <laughs> yep. I listened to that 160 times. So Ugh. It was a good trip. That's how I celebrated my birthday. I had a little birthday hat on. Where'd you find a baby carrier that can carry a grown man? <laughs> Cornwallis had it. Oh. I didn't ask questions. <laughs> he had a lot of leather in the back of his vehicle, too. He like... <laughs> I now I understand a, why there were stirrups involved. <laughs> I think we he may says need to he, do a slight investigation into He Cornwall. says he walked with a gimp, but I didn't see him limp at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he meant by that. I realize it's not for everybody to celebrate their birthday like that, but it's the only way I celebrate my birthday. 
I'm glad you got to celebrate it with Corny. That sounds uh, <laughs> sounds sounds fun. Uh, welcome to Questionable Detour. Let's do some hypotheticals. Dave, can I pose a somewhat abstract, purely hypothetical question? I guess I, I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. So this week we got a quick little email from one John Dro. It reads like this. Dear Detours, I was just scrolling through memes on my phone while on the porcelain throne at work, reading them aloud in my best, quote, terrible Yoda voice for my own amusement. Someone else entered the bathroom partway through a meme, and I'm certain they heard me. Not only that, but I am wearing partially identifiable shoes today. How do I, one, prevent them from recognizing me, and two, dissuade slash prevent them from spreading the word about my bizarre bathroom buffoonery? Please hurry. There isn't much time. Sincerely, John Dro. Uh, he also says, P.S. How can we Saturday workers slash listeners support this podcast financially? Well, your humor sometimes gets a little dark for me. Okay. Overall, I think you guys are absolutely brilliant and have astounding array of truly good segments for such a new podcast. I'd love to support y'all directly through something like a Patreon, merch, or otherwise. And I'm sure there are plenty of others who feel the same way. Keep up the great work. Dondra, I'm sorry that we're too dark for you. Maybe it's because we record the podcast with no lights on. Yeah. I think mm. is that was that what he means by we're too dark. Probably the humor is too dark. John Dro, we'll light a candle for you. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a memorial yes. service for yes. John Dro. <laughs> but uh, as far as the Patreon and merch and stuff goes, uh, we are a new podcast. So while we have built a nice little listener base, we're not at all a big podcast. So we don't have anything set up right now. That doesn't mean we will take your money in the future. We will take every bit of your money. We're coming for each and every one of you. Yeah. <laughs> With whether that be you giving us it through Patreon or worse, or us breaking into your house with mm-hmm. guns, mm-hmm. we're taking your money. Send us your addresses. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get no. those socials and bank account numbers coming in. <laughs> but uh, as far as Patreon that stuff goes, don't have it yet. As far as, far as merch goes, as, as we grow, maybe that's something we can do. The biggest thing you can do to help us is tell your friends. Tell them this is the greatest podcast you have ever heard. You have grown as a person. Tell them that. And get them to listen and it grows and then we can start doing stuff. Don't let them read the description where it says you will not grow as a person. Yeah. That <laughs> might that might be a little bit misleading to your friends. Get get your illiterate friends. Mm-hmm. Get the friends that don't read. We we probably do better with them anyway. Look look for <laughs> look for the audiobook crowd. <laughs> But anyway, Jondro, you were doing Yoda impressions in the bathroom reading memes. Have y'all ever, do y'all do, what do y'all do in the bathroom? Do y'all do anything weird in the bathroom? I am on my phone. You're on your phone? Yeah. Are you doing voices and... See, that's where it stops though. I, I, I'm i not doing voices in yeah. the bathroom. I mean, maybe if you're doing you know, like your own personal bathroom, but a public restroom, that's, man, that's confidence. That's I, crossing I, a line, I think. I appreciate that. I also feel like it's weird if you do it in your private bathroom though. Just think about like sitting there, door closed, you're there by yourself, talking in a weird voice. The door's I, closed in your, in this story? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm I'm the bathroom it could be open. The bathroom in your house doesn't have a door at all. Well, no, we took it down for privacy reasons. <laughs> you were too private? <laughs> yeah. It was... <laughs> It was too much. Me and my wife, we just didn't feel like we could connect yeah, enough. And sure. When people came over, we were like, I just don't feel like uh, they kind of sit in the bathroom for hours on end. and <laughs> Just like, we want to get to know people when they yeah. come over. So. And when you go to the bathroom, you don't want to be left out of the conversation. Exactly. So you want that door to be open so you can still participate. Yeah. In case anyone wants to do, you know, memes and stuff in the bathroom sure. too, I can hear their memes and their yeah. Yoda voices yeah. or uh, Mickey Mouse voices, whatever they're into at the time. There's nothing better that helps being relatable than being vulnerable. Exactly. And having the door open while you take a dump 
Yeah. So vulnerable. So vulnerable, but so intimate. But just hypothetically, y'all do something weird in the bathroom, right? Y'all, whatever that be. How do y'all kind of smooth out the social situation with your coworkers if they saw that? How do you make it less awkward for you as you enter back into the office after they saw you do that very weird thing in the bathroom? Well, when I'm taking the Browns to the Super Bowl, if you will. absolutely. I like to let out a big lion roar. No other time in your life where you feel like such a... You can do anything, you know? Yeah, so much uh, power. You've never felt more alive in your life. And who's the king of the jungle? A, a lion. A lion, exactly. So in that moment, you feel like a king. You feel like you're on top of the world. You let out a lion roar. Let everybody else know. No. Are, are you in a lion costume when this happens? <laughs> like, some people will be weird and like are take... Are you doing an off-Broadway production of Cats? <laughs> I imagine you look like the lion from the 1930s Wizard of Oz. Yeah. No, I do go into full makeup and costume anytime I go into a public restroom. Yeah. It's just a, it's a full production, but I think it adds value to, you know, how you're feeling and how you can really just take yourself to the next level. It's really me time when you go to the bathroom. You really, it's a a lot of meditation, a lot of roaring. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of roaring, a lot of loud noises, a lot of animal noises. And I'm not lying about that. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Do you do you do a lot it. of lion puns and then laugh at yourself in the way you're in the bathroom? To. I try to. I think you're having yeah. a roaring good time. You're. <laughs> I don't know how many more it sounds. It do. sounds like a positively good time, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> we should all we should all go into a public restroom and just sit by each other while we're taking taking dumps <laughs> and just give puns to each other the whole time. Main man, <laughs> that's a good one. You're really prideful about it. Oh, oh. there you go. Yeah. Anyway. That uh, it's kind of what I do, and of course, if somebody hears that, because somebody will, it's somebody very will loud. Yeah, if there's a line outside, they'll hear it. Yeah, but sounds like there's a line inside. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody does hear that and they want to go make fun of me or tell somebody, you know, of course I'm gonna chase them down. Um, oh, you are a lion. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna chase them down, but I'm not gonna physically attack them, but I will emotionally, and I'll say, "Hey, bud, you thought you wanted to tell people about that?" <laughs> Well, you don't because your car is still in one piece right now, isn't it? Oh, so you you uh, confront them like as as if you're a mob member, like you're part of the mafia. Yeah, kind of silencing a witness. Yeah, I say you, you like all those fingers on your hand. <laughs> your <laughs> knees are intact right now because yeah. they could not be. Um, <laughs> Do you wear a fedora like a like a 1930s fedora? <laughs> When you go into this mode, like you have, you have the whole yeah. lion costume. And of course, then, I do a costume. So you're change. just a you're like a lion mafia member at yeah. this point. I do a, a quick costume change. Oh, um, okay. You change out of the lion costume. Well, not entirely. The tail's still poking out, oh. but I am in a full three piece suit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, black pinstripe suit. The suit is black. Yes. Okay. 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 Good to be specific. Yes. Yeah, yes. let's be, let's clear that up. Got a cigar. I gained a little bit of weight in my stomach. Um, got a cigar hanging out that looks like I've been chewing on it for yeah, about, absolutely. I don't know, an hour. And I walk up to the guy say, uh, hey pal, you think this is what you want to do? <laughs> I got two fellas back there. <laughs> we'll take you out real quick. And it's just you in an alleyway under like a dark street lamp. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you leaning against the wall. I still have my uh, my lion mane on. Yeah. And yeah, my yeah. tail's hanging <laughs> the out. The tail's hanging out. But I'm in a three piece. Yeah. <laughs> you will wake up with a with a horse head in your bed, do you? <laughs> <laughs> trying to sleep with the fishes? Is that what this is? <laughs> what you do is you just threaten them in a 1930s noir fashion then. Yes. Yeah. How, as does, does as a lion dressed up as a mafia man. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Yeah. Do you have maybe a friend? You haven't asked us, by the way. Do you have maybe a friend standing behind you just kind of flipping a coin? 
Got like a toothpick in her yeah, mouth yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah got wearing it. like a wife beater. I got one friend doing that, then I got another friend just kind of snapping a yeah. little bit. Just doing a little snapping every now and then. So you're then. not even a real mafia member. You're a theater <laughs> rendition of what they so think a mafia the, member you're, is. You're the 1930s, 40s noir gangster, and then you've got a guy from West Side Story over here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we should really harp on the consistency, saying is he has, he's also a lion. You are a lion, yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck in the 30s, because I do have the Wizard of Oz, 1930s, Judy Garland, Wizard of Oz, yeah. get up on. Yeah, lion, you need a harp. Up, so. you know. Yeah, I mean... At least I know my decade. Yeah. And I stick to that. You, you did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most consistent thing about this, <laughs> for sure. So how often does it not work? Does it work? Like, do they not go out and tell everybody about your weird lion roars in the bathroom? Or No, it usually doesn't work, and then they go say, okay, he did a weird lion roar, and then he dressed up in a 1930s <laughs> mafia noir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was yeah. still dressed up as the yeah. lion? <laughs> It was really confusing, and they he kind of tells everybody. About yikes! It, so. Yikes! So That's do you make tough. do you make good on your threats? No, 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 no. no. I'm very weak, <laughs> very weak. I couldn't do that to somebody. Yeah, you know, they're thinly veiled threats, and yeah, I yeah, do not back them up. You're at all. very much the type of person that if somebody tries to give you a high five, you kind of dodge out of the way, thinking they're about to hit you. Yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm a little skittish, and I just not a lot of follow through. For yeah, me, so yeah. I kind of say things and then you're a little skittish. Them. You're a little skittish, but you're also a little scattish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know poop. <laughs> scattish. I thought you were going. I thought uh, scuba I, I, I thought I was about to have to do that. No, I was, I was like, making oh, a poop. I was, I was making a poop joke. Oh. <laughs> but maybe you might be a little doo-woppy. I don't know. <laughs> I thought like sticking to the 1930s thing. Yeah, they pooped in the 30s. Okay. You're skittish, but you're Scottish. That was a good joke. No, it was it was good. It was, there was a double entendre there. I think you were thinking on a higher level than, than I, us. I guess so. Man, well, yeah, I think our joke was a little bit more yeah. <laughs> highbrow, depending on highbrow. Who you ask. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, y'all, I went darker. John Dro would appreciate y'all's joke better than my joke, seeing it was probably. <laughs> Not as dark as mine. <laughs> but is that it? I mean, he doesn't. That's what you do. It doesn't seem like it works. I oh, bet it you have not, a very. I would fun, not recommend it. Uh, you have a very fun reputation at work. Yeah, yeah. No, it, this is purely asking what I do, and this is not me recommending it. This is not an advice segment. Hmm. You don't have to do no. this. No, legally, yeah. nobody's yeah. legally required. Yeah. But it works for me in the way that it doesn't. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just, you just do it. <laughs> well, let me give you some advice. Maybe make good on your threats. Bust no. the kneecap. <laughs> Tie a cinder block to their ankles and toss them into a river. Not really shameful. So I don't really care if people know about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of just like... it. Now it makes it seem like you want people to know about it. A little like bit, yeah. <laughs> like I you, turned it into a whole production, yeah, I guess. You've gone out of your way to form this reputation. He goes around and says, ask me why I'm not lying about what happened in that bathroom. <laughs> and don't tell anybody about it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure around. you've captivated your office. <laughs> they wait till you enter the building before they get out of the car, you know? <laughs> That's what I look for. Carrying your previously dry, cleaned lion costume into work. <laughs> the guy that walks in at the same time as him grabs that door for him. Let me, yeah. let, let me, let me get that door for you, sir. Bunch of heroes you, coming through. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I'll remember this gratitude. You give him a little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> the confusing thing is I'm dressed in normal business attire when I walk in. I just have the lion suit and yeah, the, the three-piece suit just kind of on a hanger. Yeah, with pre- yeah dry clean there yeah. in the plastic wrap. Yeah, I, I bet a lot of people take a phone call when you come around. Yeah. <laughs> 
They, they try to get out they of it. They grab like a stapler. Hey, yeah. how's it? How's it uh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the was. lion guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, Alan. Somebody catches you doing something weird in a bathroom. What do you do to get ahead of them telling everybody at the office? So unlike Evan, I I really care about what people think. Yeah. yeah I yeah. have got a huge problem. I'm a big people pleaser. Yeah. Um, so if I'm in there doing something bad in the bathroom, you know, saying something embarrassing when somebody walks in, letting out a fart a little too loud, I immediately know that I've got to make a change. And that change means to take off the first layer of clothes that I'm wearing, where I'm revealing my second layer of clothes. Mm-hmm. I immediately stuff my entire outfit with paper towels and I leave it on the toilet. I crawl out under the bathroom stall, walk out of the bathroom really fast, then walk back in and say, dang, that guy's weird in there. <laughs> What did he just do? <laughs> that is just you in your underwear. In no, your I've, got a, I've got a second layer of clothes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Was that not explained? I don't, I don't know. You just said that you took off your first layer of clothes. I if you have a first layer of clothes, there's generally implied it, it that it's a second, a second layer, layer of clothes. But you can imply that the underwear is a second layer of clothes. All right, maybe, maybe that was not expressed. There's a second layer of clothes under it. You so, are, you look like the kid from a Christmas story walking around with his arms off to his side because you have a six yes, layers of clothes. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I just walk back in the bathroom and I'm I'm really loud and I look at that paper stuffed body that I've left on the toilet and I pretend like I'm roasting that guy. Yeah. That yeah, way yeah, when yeah. people walk in and they see me loudly talking about this guy, they're like, well, it couldn't have been him. He's standing right here. <laughs> no way he would have done that. But then you start trying to defend the guy on the toilet. You're like... <laughs> and then I'm like, well, he's not that bad. <laughs> he's not that weird He's guy. a Come good on. guy. Because, I mean, I still I still want the outfit back. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's you it's still there. your clothes. Yeah, yeah. You're going to wear it at some point again. Mm-hmm, that's right. And then the problem is they'll start to wonder well who is that guy like that's Alan where does this guy in the stall work yeah yeah, yeah. you know is he an active shooter that's in the building you know? <laughs> I mean in a sense that's a leap he, he's huh? actively shooting <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> wait so what if they go to a- talk to the guy like you know do a welfare check on the guy do you have to like kind of like talk out of the side of your mouth like, yeah, yeah do you like to do a little voice try to ventriloquist dummy this guy yeah I, I try to do that it's not it's not very easy I'm a terrible ventriloquist <laughs> yeah what uh, voice do you give him you want to give us a let's just say I walk in the bathroom and you've slinked out from under the stall and now you're sitting by with me by the sinks mm-hmm. looking at this weirdo in the stall and I'm like hey you okay in there I go uh Hey, what's good, brother? Oh, <laughs> wow. What y'all know good? Well, that can't be Alan. <laughs> that can't be. I didn't sound like Alan. And I'm like, I, I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> what's it, What's his name? I, I've never met him before. <laughs> but he's a cool guy. Seems cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> like nice those voice. shoes. <laughs> My second question would be, bathrooms are generally dirty floor, have generally dirty floors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're crawling out from under a stall. You, uh... Bad. Yeah. What what is that like? What's the floors generally like? The yeah. floors are not great. But what I do is because the soap in the bathroom smells so adequate, I just squirt a lot of that in my hands and just lather my body up. <laughs> yeah, you're soap. really saving yourself from being the weirdo. Oh here. Yeah. yeah. They'll never they'll they'll never know. At least you're not crapping in the stall, yeah, but that's <laughs> true. walks that's in, true. you're like, oh. doing what you're supposed to do in a bathroom stall. <laughs> yeah, heaven forbid they think that you're farting loud, oh, you're man. just lathering yourself yeah, with you're soap. Just at the taking sink. a shower in the sink at work. 
So you don't you don't have another layer of clothes. So you have the original layer of clothes, mm-hmm. and then you have the second layer of clothes is the clothes that gets you out of under the stall, mm-hmm. and you yeah. take out that layer of clothes, and now you have a clean, fresh layer of clothes. Sure, yeah. That's the logical thing mm-hmm. you do, mm-hmm. but you yeah. don't do that. You have two layers of clothes, one to leave at the stall behind you, and the second one you just kind of rinse off with soap. Yeah, that's it. Okay. He can only that, afford so many layers of clothes. I mean, what do you do you think I'm a rich man? <laughs> I can only afford to wear two pair of clothes five days a week, you know? Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not splurging for multiple pairs in a day. That's ridiculous. That's foolhardy. I apologize. You get wrecked, I, I, I apologize. I didn't mean to strike a nerve financially here. Um, so my question is, so you've created this character, uh, another person that works in the mm. office. Do you then have to do his work for him to make it seem like a legitimate other person in the office? I don't have to do his work because a lot of the times when you work in an office, you don't always know what other people are doing. You just kind of see them there and yeah. sitting places and standing places. So I just have to pretend to be this guy and just walk around the office for a little bit and then I'm, I'm gotcha. good to go. I'm You're... good to go. They just need to see him there. Nobody really asks a lot of questions if you're confidently walking places. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is kind of what I why I have him is because me as a person, I don't confidently walk places. I walk with my head hung low, shuffling mm-hmm, around. Mm-hmm. I'm not very confident. Kind of weepy. But my alter ego, mm. that guy who doesn't care what the what sounds he makes in the bathroom. Absolutely not. He walks with his head high. You're a very different person when you walk oh, in that stall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much confidence mm-hmm, yeah. happens when you pull down your pants and... I slither out like, <laughs> of that stall like some sort of disgusting lizard. Yeah. But not that guy. That guy stays there, holds down the fort. Now, do you sign his name on the birthday card that usually goes around for a various person's birthday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of like a bunch of squiggles. Yeah. They're like, is this the bathroom guy? Is this the bathroom guy? <laughs> Everybody wonders. Yeah. <laughs> you setting up your coworkers on dates with him that he, you don't go to? <laughs> <laughs> He's just... I'd be like, you heard about that confident guy from the bathroom? Yeah. Y'all, you, should, y'all should go on a date with him. And he, you know, he doesn't obviously up. it doesn't pan out. He's too confident <laughs> He's for too him. Confident. Are you upset that everybody wants to go in, on the date with the guy you're trying not to be? <laughs> and you end up having the reputation of the weird, slimy, slithery guy? It does bring up a problem because, again, I am me and I'm not that guy. I want to be that, that guy. guy. <laughs> But, I mean, you could be. I'm kind of confused on which guy is which now. You know... <laughs> it's hard to keep track. This started, and... <laughs> the lines don't seem even, to blur. I really don't even remember where we began at. <laughs> Sometimes you just start talking and you black out. Yeah. You all yeah. know about that? Yeah, it's, yeah. I think all my answers on this the podcast. The two hours that we record this is just a big blackout. <laughs> yeah. Do they ever kick down the door and oh realize God. that... <laughs> It's just a person, it's, a, it's not even a person, it's just stuffed toilet paper and an outfit, and you're like, oh my god, how did that happen? Who would do that? Yeah, have they ever found out? No, they ha- they haven't found out, and it's because we have a strict don't ask, don't tell policy in the bathroom. That's good to have. No, not a lot of places have a <laughs> don't ask, don't tell policy in the bathroom. They ask so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Every place I go to there, just asks. It's like a so many questions, questions. In, yeah. your, in your normal your normal bathroom. They just give me a piece of paper with a multiple choice fifty mm-hmm. question test, standardized uh, Scantron. Yeah, test. And I gotta fill it out every time I use the bathroom. But um, I've that, taken thirteen IQ tests this year yeah. just from trying to go to the bathroom <laughs> in public. It's good though. That's a good way to get out. Become a different person and blame it all on a pair of clothes that you stuff with. Uh, definitely. <laughs> you're if if Evan's bit was. Be the lion from the Wizard of Oz. My bit is be the scarecrow from yeah. the Wizard of Oz. Oh man! All right, Tin Man. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be Dorothy. I'm gonna dress up as a girl. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so I um, when I do a weird thing in the bathroom, I I realize that people will go and tell other people because they think it's weird. The reason they think it's weird is because they don't know what it's like. They don't know what it's like to be in the bathroom doing weird stuff. So what I do, I'm singing. I am using the tank of the toilet to do my my business in rather than the actual bowl. Mm -hmm. And you know, they're like, they know somebody's in the stall, but they don't see the feet on the ground. And it's me grunting and groaning and singing a merry tune. And they go out and tell, or try to go out and tell people, no, no, I don't let them do that. I do attack. What I do is I bring them back into a stall, like a black widow bringing in a cricket, right? And I tie them up and I make them sit there with me while I do my business. Yeah, I make them look me in the eye. Y'all know I'm an actor, right? I, I, mm-hmm. I'm i a thespian. Right. I, I'm a big thespian. I, I have scripts. Flaming thespian. A flaming thespian. <laughs> and what I do is I'll, I'll give them one script. I'll take the other half. And what we'll do is we'll do a table read. Oh, God. And we do like a little scene. <laughs> this is all taking place inside of a stall. Yeah, it's all t- very <laughs> close quarters. While you're taking a dump. Yeah, while I'm doing my business, taking a dump in the tank of the toilet yeah, rather you're than doing an old double decker. <laughs> And uh, we, we do a little read of various movies and theater productions, some of which I've written, some of which, you know, are existing theater. We've done uh, Alexander Hamilton multiple times with multiple different people within my work. So, you know, I don't care that you haven't seen it or can't sing. You're playing Aaron Burr's character while I play Alexander Hamilton. We go through that entire play, doing all the different characters. Wow. And, uh, and then when they do that, they can't go out and tell people because they took part in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's they true. can't do anything about it. They're an they accomplice. And, yeah, they're an accomplice in it. So they go out and try to tell people that, hey, there's a weirdo in the bathroom doing sketches. <laughs> they can't do that because they're they were part of it. They were the second half of the sketch. So when they walk when they walk into that stall, is there like water bottles and just paper packets laid out yeah. around, just like like it is a real table read? Yeah, yeah, it's like a green room situation. It's there's a there's a guy they don't know just in there flipping through, <laughs> highlighting things. It's a secretary tip tapping <laughs> on a computer and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, it's it's like a whole production. It looks like the it looks like the writers' room of Saturday Night Live, you know. And you're just trying to do all these chemistry reads, right? You're just trying to see who you're trying to find the right co actor for yeah, you. Yeah. I'm right. trying to find the person that I connect with. So I'm in the bathroom all day long because it's, it's a numbers game. Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to find a person. Do you even work at this place or is this just, are you just looking for an open bathroom? <laughs> I don't work in there anymore because I didn't, <laughs> they fired me because they were like, this this guy just sits in the bathroom all day and he kidnaps people. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it every now, time. Important logistical question. Is this a handicap stall or a normal stall? It's a normal stall. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, a yeah, lot of people small. to fit in one stall. Well, I, it's one at a time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why, why did you think it was a bunch of people that of slowly collecting people. Well, no, I meant like you, the I mean, person, two people and is a lot. your clerical person highlighting yeah, stuff in yeah, the corner. I was assuming you're in the handicap stall, but it also has one of those baby changing tables that you fold out. It's kind of like a desk area. You get your yeah, papers. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. That's, you have cigarettes and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. a '70s newsroom in there. <laughs> but the fun thing is, once once I find the person that I connect with and we have chemistry that we're able to do the production, we do a little production for the office after we're done. That's nice. Yeah. We don't leave the stall, though. It's always a catch. Yeah. Yeah. You know your space. (laughs) Home field advantage, really. (laughs) We open that stall door and put a little curtain out front, and there's a person just grabbing a hold of the the line that opens the curtain. It's just me sitting on the toilet with my pants around my my ankles. How long is this (laughs) poop? You got a lot to get out. I have hemorrhoids now because I just, it's a long time. You have Crohn's disease or something? (laughs) You got to be ready? Yeah. 
Yeah, we do it. We do like a little production for them. Point being is they can't they can't call me weird anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not weird anymore because they're in on it. I think they can I think all the the viewers can call you weird, but they also have to call your other coworker weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, by the time I am done with the office trying to find that that number 2, you know, the co-star, you it's found the lo- number 2. <laughs> <laughs> By the fine, by the time I found my co-star, most people have been through the uh, the screening process with me. So you just made a bunch of victims. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need any more victims in this world. And look what you're doing. I take a bow. It's hard to take a bow while you're sitting, but I do. The curtains close and everybody goes back to their office job. Another day gone. And just another know? day done. <laughs> and that's just a Monday. <laughs> You ever say you're taking a bowel? Yeah. (laughs) Taking a bowel. You gotta understand, a lot of times these theater productions have romance aspects to it. Well, this is a male bathroom, so I just get males that come in there. So eventually it's just a scared dude in a blonde wig being my my romantic co-star. That's what I do. That's what I do. There you go, Jondro. That's what we do. Evan (laughs) threatens people. Uh, He doesn't go through with them. (laughs) Alan... (laughs) literally slinks out and becomes another person to uh, cast a responsibility on a, a pile of clothes. And uh, I get people in and on it with me. And that way they can never speak poorly about you. But I hope that helps, Jondro. And I hope that uh, we eventually have something that you can give us your money. But there you go, Jondro. Tell your friends about us. That's everybody. Tell your friends about us. We want we want your money. That's- yeah, we also want to give you guys something to talk about. When yeah. you're hanging yeah. out, talking about unimportant stuff like your lives taxes taxes we I'll, want you to we want you to talk about our lives don't talk about how bad the housing market is forget about it forget about it forget about it on the day of our daughter's wedding on the day of our daughter's bowel movement oh <laughs> she only has one <laughs> very backed up oh no <laughs> but thanks for your email john drew yeah yeah you everybody tell your friends man. we will maybe have a way to take your money. Everybody else, feel free to write into us too if y'all have a question. At questionable detour podcast at gmail.com if you want to you want to write in and give us a hypothetical answer. All right, so guys, we're bringing back bringing back an old segment we hadn't done in a few episodes. It's been a while. It has been. We're gonna do our movie segment. So sit back, get some corn, and uh, let's have uh, movie time. All right, so. On this segment, our movies are going to be from the 80s. So if you are new to the program or just forgot how we do this because you have dementia, <laughs> well, that's I'm going to read off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read off the names of some movies, and we're going to go through here and just kind of just kind of workshop what we think these these films might be about. All right, first 80s movie we have here is a uh, classic Saint Elmo's Fire. No, I've actually never seen this movie. From the sound of it, it does sound like a Sesame Street character. Obviously. Got priesthood and became an arsonist. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was actually going to say it's just like a little Elmo character in his little light priest collar and he's just pissed off. (laughs) He's lighting all the drug houses and brothels on fire. He's just going around... Basically starting a holy war. (laughs) He's like, uh, he says, uh, only God can judge you, but I can send you to him. (laughs) As he walks away from a fire. Cleanse these streets of the sins. I think that's exactly what I was thinking. It's hard not to go with that. I have Sesame Street. I would learn so much. 
if he was just like teaching me my ABCs and one, two, threes mm-hmm. while he was melting the face off of some drug dealers. Yeah. It like, sounds like a sweet action movie. <laughs> teaching you how to count while doing an exorcism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way better description of the movie than what it actually is. What is, what is the actual movie? It's really just a group of kids who graduate college and don't know what to do with their lives. <laughs> They're all terrible people, and that's the movie. That's it. Yeah, our movie's better. Like ours, we neither yeah. do our movie. I like uh, Catholic Elmo. I like I like Catholic Elmo cleaning Cat- up the streets. Catholic arsonist Elmo. God loves him. Firefighters hate him. <laughs> In theaters this fall. <laughs> All right, the next one we have is Footloose. Um, Footloose. Footloose sounds like a movie about a person with an amputated leg, and he loses it. Like, he unscrews in some weird, unfortunate event, and it falls down some stairs and into a mail carrier's uh, bag, and all of a sudden it gets shipped across the United States, and he just, it's a, he has to go find his uh-huh. leg, and he's hopping around, and, little you know. Road trip comedy little movie. road trip comedy yeah. movie, and it's Footloose. His foot is loose. And he's just following a string of clues right i, I like to meeting think some unsavory characters or savory characters <laughs> or along savory. the way meeting friends along the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like to think he has a connection to it his prosthetic leg slash foot like wilson from castaway mm-hmm. yeah. you know tom hanks character really loved wilson because it was the only thing he had mm-hmm. yeah. well that prosthetic leg is the only thing this guy has and he he has to go find it because he lost it he finds it at the end and it's got like stamps from all the different yeah. places he's been. <laughs> yeah. He's in the end it's a just he realizes that he never got out and experienced life much and this caused him to experience life. And it's just a feel good 80s movie, you know, classic yeah. feel good 80s movie. Uh, who plays the amputee? Bill Murray. I'm going to go Bill with Murray. Bill Murray. I think yeah. he's a he's a close second to Tom Hanks. That'd I feel like Bill Murray would be very funny as the guy, the one-legged man finding his amputated leg. <laughs> Evan, do you have anything? My version of Footloose in my head is it is a bunch of old men. It's a old western 80s western and it's a bunch of old men looking at just the connections of things whether that's like a trailer to a truck or one train car to another yeah just the connection point mm -hmm. and it's a little wobbly you know Mm. and they look at that and they sing now that's about a foot loose (laughs) that's the whole movie (laughs) they need to tighten that up they go around to different connection points and they're like now that bad boy's a little little foot loose it sounds like an oscar winner (laughs) yeah but well, there's it, there's nothing that old men like talking about more than saying oh, that could have been that could have been better could have been done a little bit better. But in the yeah. end, they find out that the connection that really mattered was it was the connection between themselves. Yeah, the yeah. friends they made along the way. That's they right. thought they thought the trailer was a, a foot loose, but they realized their bond was a foot loose too. Yeah. And they they, and they, they tightened connected. that up. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And they maybe the kiss, maybe they kiss. <laughs> Maybe a little pick on the cheek. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, Alan, what do you think Footloose is? I was thinking it was uh, like a dystopian uh, future movie. Oh, okay. Where they decide to stop using the unit of measurement foot. <laughs> they said, we're going to lose that unit of measurement. Uh, we're going to go from inches to yards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in between. <laughs> Nothing in between. Um, and they kind of, society obviously crumbles. Yeah. Uh, pretty quickly after Literally. that. Literally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Buildings are not secure. No. Not no, 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 on, no, no, no. Fall over a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a it's a very very bleak look on the on the future. Yeah, which is really confusing because America's the only ones that use the foot anyway. Yeah. So well, really America's just, the only that matters. So. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Every other place in the world is fine. Yeah. <laughs> we are in turmoil here. It's like an alien movie. Aliens always attack the United States. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. dystopia yeah. only happens in the United States. I guess you're right. Next one we have is The Untouchables. I think I, it's, I think I think, I think I it's kind of just who uh, who gets to it first. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get to it first. I think. I think it's a movie about a bunch of ugly little kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
And they're kind of upset that <laughs> men in white vans don't pick them up. And they call themselves the Untouchables. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're like, why don't, why don't they pick us up? <laughs> and it's just a portly little kid as he sees his friend get snatched into a white van and drives off. And he's just sad. A bunch of those orphans that never get adopted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Evan? Because I, I feel like I thought we were going to be on the same page with that. But maybe uh, not. I was just going to say it's something about people that just, they just can't have sex. There's just like something incels? about it that's untouchable. Like incels? Like they're so gross and they just can't find the romance are just untouchable. Just I think it's nasty. more of a... Just, they don't take showers. Gross. Yeah, they don't wear deodorant. Yeah. Kind of, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's a bunch of incels. It's like neck beards. Just a mm. bunch of neck beards. Nice guys, nice girls. Nice guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That just, they finish last, I gotta say that much. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 nice guys always finish last. They always do. Nice, I bet that is, I bet that's the, like, the subtitle is untouchables, nice guys finish last. Yeah. And there's a guy in a fedora with a with a katana just as the as the poster. They Where's just, my hugs in the trailer? Yeah. You know, near anyone. And when he's in the movie, he's like trying to open doors for people for women, and he always says "milady." Yeah, he says "milady." Yeah, it's his fedora. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my little my little pony shirt on. Wonders why they're running away quickly. <laughs> What, what what do you think it is? What do you think Untouchables the uh, the movie Untouchables is? Alan? I was thinking it was about uh, it's kind of like an Airbud spinoff, but it was a series of service dogs where they all have those things that say "Please do not touch." Yeah, yeah, on their okay. Vest. And yeah. they just go around doing acts of heroism. That's pretty cool. But nobody yeah. can pet them. But nobody can pet them though. <laughs> yeah. They're working. So they do all these good things, but they never can receive the pets that they really oh, want. Oh man, <laughs> sad. That is sad. It's really sad. The next one: Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> Which I don't know if either of you have ever seen this movie before, but your made-up movie synopsis probably will come closer than you think. It this movie is a fever dream for me. Big Trouble in Little China is a uh, a oh, cool no. like almost like a cool samurai movie, but it's just midget Chinese people and they're just like ninjas and they're doing flips and waddling around and you know they have katanas and they're just chopping up people's knees. <laughs> That's about as far as up as they can reach. And, okay. you know, it's a lot of big trouble. There's big trouble, but they sure, settle it. Sure. They figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're short in stature and also short in temperament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think? Was What did you go with? Was was that uh, kind of sort of? Not really. No? Okay. It was more a normal-sized white person walks into, <laughs> like, a rural town that has, like, a Chinatown to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a small Chinatown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little China. But big trouble to them is just, like, a normal white person. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like size comparison. Yeah. Like so they're calling they're calling the tr- normal size white person big trouble. Yeah, like that's big. Like he's, he's like five eleven. They're like there's a giant person here. Yeah, exactly. And he just has you know normal troubles, but they're like this guy's so big. His, his, his so normal troubles. troubles are yeah. really big. To his this. financial exactly. troubles are large. Exactly. Proportionately, his troubles are big. All right, what, you, what would you say? I've actually seen the movie, and I'm just gonna take the. Uh, similarities in what both of you say and just tell you the synopsis okay. it is about a normal white man going to the <laughs> Chinatown of San Francisco. White man played by Kurt Russell. There are a lot of samurai ninja-like people. Yeah. yeah. And the bad guy is an immortal old man. <laughs> oh. We're not too far off. It, I mean, I mean you, you guys were you guys were pretty close. I mean, the, uh, there wasn't enough midgets in it, I'd say, but it's fine. It's I fine. don't think there are any midgets. No. There needs to be more midgets. You always say that. Yeah. Yeah, Not episode. enough midgets in my life. No. Next we have 
the electric grandmother <laughs> i'm not even sure is there a real movie I don't feel it like is real, real it's, it's real it's real uh i think this is a classic 80s movie about a it's a movie about kids like coming of age story about a group of kids that never had a grandmother so they get together put their heads together and they start building a an electric robotic grandmother that will bake them cookies and read them stories but it all climaxes to the point where there's robbers almost like a home alone situation where the robbers are breaking into the house while the kids are alone and not only does this electric grandmother bake them cookies and read them stories but she's also a master of karate and she fights off these uh cool. these robbers and uh, they die it's not they she cuts their head right off like it, it's it's it gets graphic it's bloody lots of blood it looks like an old 80s slasher movie yeah that's the electric grandmother it's kind of like a, a mrs doubtfire kind of feeling okay. movie you know okay. until the robbery scene that gets kind of dark mm-hmm. yeah. lots of death it really takes a, a deep turn yeah there, dark Turn. Kids are scarred forever. Not for that <laughs> therapy for twenty years. Yeah, they they try to avoid the electric grandmother at that point. I would I would see that as like a yeah, absolutely. Movie. It sounds great. I think the electric grandmother is a prison break movie. The grandmother's in prison. She makes it out, but the dogs sniff her out. She gets she didn't get out. She she got she out broke for a out. little bit. Yeah, she broke okay. out. Didn't make it too far. Gets sent back to the prison. Murders a person. <laughs> on accident but she still did it she gets caught sent to the chair oh electric grandmother <laughs> wow yeah. so she just dies by the electric chair yeah electric she gets put chair. to death yeah okay 100 <laughs> sent to the chair electric grandmother. i like that all right alan electric grandmother i'm gonna say that this movie is just a kind of a snapshot of the last moments of a grandmother who is on life support <laughs> It's a comedy about her children and grandchildren trying to steal her jewelry, which she's wearing while in the bed on life support. They all are trying to race to the hospital to see if they can steal that jewelry. It's kind of like a rat race situation. Sort of, sort of a rat race situation. And it just, I, I think it's, it's cool because it really brings the whole family together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of a uh, lot of hijinks. Yeah, a lot of a lot of gags going on. You know, it's just it's just just good good family fun. And the happy moment in this movie is that she has family around when she dies. Yeah, that's sure. True, they're she trying to take dies. her pearls yeah. Yeah. off her neck and her rings off her mm-hmm. fingers, but at least they're around when that EKG mm-hmm. machine finally that's flatlines. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And when when she finally dies, there's a whole another thirty minutes of the movie where the kids just and grandkids just physically assault each other for these ju- <laughs> this jewelry. <laughs> they've got about they've got about forty five seconds of grieving. Yeah, and yeah. then it's another thirty minutes yeah. of fighting. It's, a, it's very expensive jewelry. They need yeah, to get it. Yeah. She didn't leave a last will and testament. No, 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 no. <laughs> and the last one we've got is drugstore cowboy. I think they wrote the title wrong. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. Not necessarily the words were wrong, but the way that they formed the words were wrong. Mm-hmm. They meant to have commas between each word. Yeah. So it was a, it's list. Like a list. Yeah, it was a list, but it was more telling you the story okay. within the title. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, a guy took some drugs. He went to the store. <laughs> I see. There you. was a cow on the way. He kissed it and became a boy. Oh. <laughs> it, was a, it was a fairy tale. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all I got. It's just a list of things that happened. Yeah. It to- <laughs> it's a romance. Storytelling at its best. It's a romance <laughs> between some drugged up guy kissing cows and one was, just happened to be a magic cow. It was a rags to riches story. Gotcha. Okay. Um, we love a magic cow story. Yeah, I love a magic. Yeah, it's awesome. As a fan of Western movies, Alan, this should be right up your alley. Right at my alley, yeah. yeah. And I think it's, I, I'd w- be willing to say it's probably based on a true story. About the uh, the little known uh, gunslinger they call the Walgreens Kid. 
Walgreens kid is a uh, doctor, travels the old west. Instead of guns, he quick draws syringes and just, uh, yeah. just drugs people. Yeah. But it's always a gamble on what he gives them. So you never know. Sometimes he might kill them immediately. Sometimes he might <laughs> save their lives. Yeah, it might, he might stick them with a syringe and they're like, I can, I can breathe now. Like, allergies are gone. Sometimes... They might not breathe again. <laughs> and he just kind of like, he slinks his uh, syringes and throws them back in his holster. And he just kind of looks at the camera and he goes, well, that's medicine, baby. <laughs> See, we're using le- needles. See, it's, it's, like, the, it's, it's the old West. Yeah. Yeah. It, you starts know, many, it starts HIV. <laughs> <Yeah. Like, laughs> Bacteria was different back yeah. then. Syringes are not, are not just a dime a dozen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he might have cured them from one disease, but he gave them a totally that's, that's different true. disease. Yeah. I, like, I like that. Who plays the cowboy that drugs people? Bill Crosby? oh i I feel like that one's that one's too on the nose i feel like it's probably a denzel washington denzel's good with the uh he's he's good with the one-liners i think yeah absolutely the one-liners and the walk in the line of morality Mm -hmm. i guess yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. you're you're okay with him being a little morally ambiguous uh, yeah Yeah. exactly because it's denzel like in training day like he's a bad guy but he's still denzel yeah so, like you can't yeah, be mad you at him seem to be do? most of his characters you know equalizer <laughs> yeah brought to you by equalizer three coming out in october please see the movie <laughs> <laughs> it's probably gonna be not great um, <laughs> but if equalizer three if you guys denzel if you're listening if you'll pay us we will advertise God, for we, that movie so hard we will make it seem like it's the greatest <laughs> we will ever. rename our podcast to equalizer three. <laughs> We will do live watch-throughs of the two leading Equalizer movies leading up to three. We just want to get out of this never-ending story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but there you go. There are movies. I, I, why, why doesn't anybody hire us to write movies? We have great ideas. Hollywood, we're here. Yeah. You just have to give us a title. And... I- We'll tell you the story. Yeah. yeah. Untapped resource here. But uh, there you go. There is our, our movie segment. We haven't done that in a while. But uh, here's another segment we haven't done in a few episodes, at least. We got to found somebody on Craigslist. So let's uh, let's get into that. Craigslist has got what you need, but sometimes Craigslist needs what you got. All right. For the Craigslist today, the first Craigslist in a hot minute, in a few weeks, is a Craigslist that is titled Female for Inspiration After (laughs) Amputation. And this is the legitimate title. It goes on to say in the body of the post, Female for Inspiration After My Amputation. Next Tuesday, I will receive my prosthetic leg. But for now, I fear I am gross lurking without it. May there be a female that may offer some wisdom or inspiration. (laughs) I assure y'all, this is not going to go the direction you think it's going to go, but also totally makes sense for what Craigslist is. This is the kind of content we come to to Craigslist for, I think. So you were drawn to this one, I'm sure. Well, listen, it's it's a numbers game with Craigslist. You're just going down the listing and just offering up emails. And this guy, it just, some of them email back. And this guy emailed back. So I initially email this guy and I say, hello, I hear you need some inspiration and wisdom. Please let me do that for you because I want to be that for this guy. He says, hello, yes, I am in need of a woman to help me be confident without my leg and maybe be a little turned on. Are you a woman? (laughs) Now, like I said, this is going to go exactly how you think a Craigslist (laughs) will go. Because it's just a bunch of horny guys, whether they have a leg or not. (laughs) So he immediately comes out the gate. He just wants to be turned on. Now he asked, he asked, are you a woman at the end of that? And I said, I sure am. And here's my first bit of wisdom for you. And maybe you'll be inspired by it as well. If you light a lamp for someone, it will brighten their path for a night. 
If you ignite your amputated leg and let them use it as a torch, <laughs> it will illuminate their journey forever. <laughs> now, is that inspiring for a guy that's getting his leg amputated or not? Yeah. You're you're telling him what he can do with his new leg, not yeah. what he can't do without it. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Exactly. It's I, I, I'm, I'm inspiring him with a can-do attitude. That's right. Don't be limited, is what I'm telling this guy. He goes on to say, <laughs> I won't be doing that. So tell me, do you like amputees? And let me see a picture of you so I know who I'm talking to. So he kind of ignored my wisdom. It's kind of offensive, all right? That was good wisdom. I continue. I sure do like amputees. In fact, I'm an amputee myself. I remove both my ears so that I could be more streamlined when I stick my head out of the car window. <laughs> I continue with wisdom and inspiration number two. If the early bird gets the worm, it's probably because that bird has two legs to help him arrive so early. <laughs> Inspiring. Uh. Birds have wings. <laughs> His friend, that's what he said. Birds have wings. Let me see a picture of you. I want to see where you have no ears. I like. <laughs> so he gives he initially starts this with a fun fact. <laughs> Birds have wings. As if I didn't know that. <laughs> He's trying to downplay how the rest of that sentence is gonna yeah. is gonna sound. I just like how he ends it. I like, I like. <laughs> I continue to him saying that with, yes, they do have wings, but you know the classic saying that everyone says, wings are like legs. They would both look weird if a child had four of them. (laughs) (laughs) And okay, let me get a picture for you. I will have to find my Polaroid camera. What address would you like me to send it to? I'll send him a picture, but it's good. he sends you his address. Just wait, Evan. Just wait. Absolutely no. You know, I I told him I'll send him a picture, but it's going to have to be via mail. But y'all know the classic saying, wings are like legs. They would look weird if a child had four of them. I mean, we say that all the time. I think my grandmother used to say it. Yeah, it's a classic (laughs) saying. He responds to me saying, give me your address and I'll send a picture to you with. I've never heard of that. (laughs) Yes, please send to, and I'm not going to read his address, but he does give his address in Queens, New York. So that will tell you that much. If you to, a, find, to a lying stranger. <laughs> to a lying, if you can find a guy with one leg in Queens, New York, it's probably him. <laughs> Don't give people your address. <laughs> on Craigslist. On Craigslist. This is just random a, people. Just a PSA. You never know who's on the other end. <laughs> it's, it could be three weird guys at a podcast. Yeah. It could be a murderer, which is worse, really. <laughs> I continue... Wow, you've never heard that? That's offensive to someone who has self-amputated their ears so they can be streamlined when they stick their head out the car window. How dare you? Do you think that taking the ears off affects your hearing? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think through it, to be honest. But I, I, I just pretended to be offended with him. He continues, I'm very sorry I didn't mean to offend you. I do not want you to be mad at me. I want some sex. This may be one of the most straightforward guys. He has. Yeah. He, he yeah. did not start off with like some pleasantries. He's yeah. not trying to sell us a boat or, yeah. or, or yeah. something. Uh, but he's not he, masking it behind any no. winky faces mm-hmm. or anything like that. He just says, "I don't want to offend you because I want sex." Like <laughs> it's very straightforward. I continue to that. Well, I do not have some sex, but I do have many wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom I continue with is. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, but it may cause you to lose a leg. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really bringing it, uh, personalizing it to him. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to inspire him. He continues, you do not want sex? Why? 
All I would like is sex and for you to compliment me since I am I will be losing my legs. Please. He's begging. He's begging me for sex. And his his only point, having sex with him, he's losing a leg. That's his pickup line. I don't think he's losing a leg at all. He's gaining one, if anything. <laughs> I, I'm no girl. Surprise, surprise. But I don't think a, I don't think you're going to get a girl by saying, give me sex, I'm losing my leg. I said, tell me about yourself and show me what you look like. Oh, oh no. So his response to me asking what he looks like and asking him to tell me about himself, he sends us a picture and then tells me about himself. All he says is, I'm 54 and I live in Queens. <laughs> He looks every bit of fifty. Tell, tell, no, I'm not. You know, we're not going to expose this guy's face, but tell everybody what he looks like. He looks like a retired firefighter. <laughs> Got a more than two chins. Yeah, looks like he could be one of the thumb creatures from Spy Kids. <laughs> <laughs> An alcoholic. Look how red his face yeah. is. Balding, but won't dive into it all the way. Yeah. Kind of holding on just to every a, last yeah. piece of hair. For sure. He probably ditched the comb over just a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. He just keeps his hair really short now. I, I feel like every person on Craigslist looks like this. He took this selfie. I mean, I'm assuming that's at his job. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not inside of a house. Like, he, he took no. that selfie out somewhere where people could see him. Especially since it's blown up on this TV. It just feels like he's staring into my soul <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. There's, like, there's not a thought behind those eyes, but you know he knows yeah. something a little bit more. And anytime I move in the room, I feel like his eyes follow me. <laughs> it's like a painting in a scary haunted house. Yeah. This guy's the guy that you're going to meet on Craigslist. But what's <laughs> funny to me is I ask him to tell me about himself and he just gives me two things i'm 54 i live in queens i continue wow thank you for that long list with all the things about you (laughs) losing your leg might legitimately be the most interesting about you huh (laughs) he continues oh no (laughs) he continues yes i'm losing it because of diabetes would you like to see my penis Uh. We could have self-diagnosed probably why he's losing his leg based off the picture. (laughs) I want to repeat repeat that message. I'm going to go a little bit slowly this time. I really don't want to hear it again. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to repeat it, though. (laughs) He says, yes, I am losing it because of diabetes. Would you like to see my penis? (laughs) The fact that he put those two things (laughs) in the same sentence is hilarious. How funny would it be if both of those sentences were swapped? Uh, would you like to see my penis? I'm losing it because of diabetes. <laughs> like, get it while you can, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Here today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> no, I think that's hilarious. I think that's hilarious. Does he think that worked? Uh, listen, I don't I don't think you should show any strangers your penis. Don't do it. I think your chances of being successful goes down tremendously when you tell them your diseases right before it. The other thing about this message is I would like to hear it in like, you know, this is over text so like the inflection and things like that are lost in it that you yeah, don't get yeah, from you don't, human speech so i would just you lose the be emotion. interested in like the different ways you could say that sentence like or how would you say that well i, well, I immediately what how do you think he said it how what do you think this guy sounds he like he said r- really breathy like, yeah <sighs> yeah i'm losing <laughs> diabetes <laughs> would you like to see my penis I continue to him asking if I would like to see his penis. I continue with, maybe, can you send it to 628th Avenue, Manhattan, New York, 118. Now, I am okay with telling y'all this uh, address because it is the uh, New York Times address. (laughs) (laughs) So I asked him to send his penis picture to the New York Times. And then I continue. Here's some more inspiration for you. Time heals all wounds, except the wounds of diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) Then he continues... You live close. We should meet, I say. 
Will you bring your amputated leg with you? We will need it. He continues, I do not think they will let me have my leg. I will have what's left over for you to enjoy, sweetie. So the nub? I think he's, he's got him on a nub. He's, he's got the nub for you. I think he's talking about the nub. I'm not totally sure. <laughs> Thank you, I guess. I continue. That's too bad. Maybe we can take your other leg. <laughs> Maybe we can take your other leg with my table saw that I have in my kitchen. I'm asking him to, can we, we can amputate his other leg with a table saw I have in my kitchen. He continues, I do not think so. Please, I will show up now if you would like. I am horny. This is, hey man, he's, he went full sand. I respond to that. You may be horny, but you're definitely not leggy. Here's an inspirational quote for you. Don't judge a book by its cover unless it only has one cover. That's weird and you can judge it then. He continues, you're wasting my time. I respond to that with, well, at least the clock that you're telling time on has both its hands. Jesus. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't respond. <laughs> Imagine that, yeah. yeah. Even for this guy, there's a limit. He was incredibly direct. And I kind of I kind of appreciate that. You can respect that in the man. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to shoot your shot. And not of insulin. He's not shooting a shot of insulin because he's losing a leg because of diabetes. I yeah. think what really stuck out to me in the message is the table saw. He glossed right over that. He like He just said, it. no, I, I don't think I want to want to cut off my other leg. But he didn't question <laughs> why you wanted to. Or why I have a table saw in my kitchen. He wanted to meet up, but he knows that you want his other leg. <laughs> you think he still would have been on board if he knew you were 30 white male? I don't know. What if he What if he knew that we were three white males? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? He's still, still been on board then? You think he holds to his guns pretty tightly about wanting a woman? Depends on how horny you are, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but I inspired him, or at least I tried to. I don't know if he... Um... Hey, you did, your, you did nothing wrong. Thanks. I just know that. But also, I like the thought that he actually sends a penis picture to the New York Times. Like, he actually sends it to that yeah. address. That would be fantastic. We, we, we have no way of knowing, unfortunately, if he actually did it. But I like to think he did. Let's call our plug at the New York Times. Yeah, yeah. You know? Our uh, contact. Our contact <laughs> yeah. at the New York Times. But there you go. Moral of the story. Uh, don't go on Craigslist looking for sex. It's not going to work. You're going to end up with us. Just don't be a perv. Don't it's be a perv. It's not that hard. Otherwise, you'll end up with us and you'll be uh, exposed. <laughs> On a podcast. That's right. <laughs> if you go to Craigslist looking for sex, we will find you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll seek you out and we will find we will you. Find you. <laughs> and what kind of guarantee is that? That's a cutie that's, that's guarantee. A cutie. Go ahead and stamp it for a seven. <laughs> that's there a cutie guarantee. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, you know, we we had a lot of wisdom and inspiration in that last message thread. But let's give let's give everybody a one liner wisdom. Evan, what you got? Dog may be man's best friend, but that doesn't mean you should leave him alone with your car keys. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of those get, keep his friends close, but your enemies closer. Exactly. exactly Don't right. ever trust your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Not with your valuables. You give a lot of dog wisdom. <laughs> All right, Alan, one-liner wisdom for the folks. Well, guys, you can't get pulled over for driving the speed limit, but you can get pulled over for a double homicide. <laughs> so you're saying don't do a double homicide? I'm just telling just the facts. Okay. Just stating the facts. <laughs> one line. One line. That's all you get. <laughs> Nothing more. <laughs> but there you go, the classic QD wisdom. But if you have a hypothetical you want us to do, you need some advice, questionabledetourpodcast at gmail.com. Be one of the, be one of the few in the proud that email us and get our wisdom and our hypothetical answers. Um, but there you go. You guys want to be done? Sure. Yep. Like a like a monk church. Oh. <laughs> Expect the detour.